0: It's amazing what a difference one week can make. When uh, many of us were together last Sunday, I was pretty banged up. My husband, Jesse, and I had gone up to Bear Valley the Friday before, and it, it started out wonderfully. There was so much snow, and even though it had been a long time since I had snowboarded, it, it came back immediately. It felt so good to be carving down the mountain, my body remembering intuitively how it all worked. Until the ice got in my way. <laughs> we had decided to go to the top of the mountain, and it was really steep coming right off the chairlift. And so I turned back towards the lift to try to slow myself down, but instead I hit a patch of ice and my board flew right out from underneath me. And bam, I, I hit my face, I hit my mouth hard on the ice. I struggled to get up to my feet and get out of the way quickly since I knew more folks would be coming off the lift soon and then I saw all the blood. I saw the concern on Jesse's face (laughs) but I didn't really know what had happened, if I still had all my teeth or, or how bad it was and I didn't know what I needed. The lift operator called out to us from the little shack just, just up the hill, asking if I wanted her to call ski patrol. And that's just how I answered. I don't know. I don't know what I need. I, I suspect that these fishermen may be in a similar situation. As I settle into this gospel, that's where I keep returning. There on the shore of Galilee, the sun bright and the work hard, they, they, still, they somehow know that not all is right. Not really. But it seems like maybe they don't know what they need. Here's a piece of the story that we don't usually get. When we hear this gospel, they are not just trying to make a little family business thrive, uh, a humble but workable life. They probably come from a long line of fishermen, yes, but they are fishermen working under Roman occupation. What this means is that they are almost certainly under a contract with the Roman Empire. They have bought a lease or or a contract with Rome's agents, which lets them fish, and it also obligates them to supply a certain number of fish. They have a quota to make. They don't get to keep all that they catch, and they don't get to sell all that they catch. And while it must seem like that's their only option, it's also the case that like a casino, the empire always wins. Rome controls it all, the water, the fish, the boats, the taxes, and the sea. It is as beautiful as it is full. And this life is backbreaking and full of heartache And it's what they've always known. These fishermen are at the mercy of Rome. Their livelihood is tied up in the whims of this machine that is bent on amassing more money and more power and more control. Always, ever, more. And then Jesus shows up. And invites them into another way. He invites them to a life of risk, one that they could rightfully fear, and also one of healing and deep connection. Drop your nets. Come, follow, build something entirely new with me, he says. Come away from the empire and work with the goodness of people instead. I wanna pause here to say a word about what this passage is not. It has long been used as a metaphor for evangelism in a way that is uncomfortable for many, myself included. Fishing for people has often been taken to mean going out and catching people for Jesus. But it's a terrible metaphor. (laughs) because fish do not want to be caught. They don't want to be caught because it's painful and it's suffocating and they end up dead and eaten. So it's gotta mean something else, right? So back to the empire. Back to the empire and its hold on all of life. And how that really is suffocating. The empire squeezes the life out of these peasants. No matter how hard they work, it's never enough. And Jesus is inviting them to step out of all that and live another way. Risky and terrifying and bold as this move is. It must be incomprehensible at first. And yet, at least for a few of them, I imagine other people heard this call also, but for these four brothers, the freedom is also irresistible. By asking them to drop their nets and follow him, to begin fishing not in the water but for people, Jesus is asking them to walk away from the imposed hardship and extortion and threats of Rome. To fish not for the empire but for people, on behalf of people. He's also asking them to walk away from familiarity and certainty and the community they've known which must ache. He's inviting them to turn their attention in a different way, turn more fully to the needs and beauty and healing of humanity. He's asking them to live not at the mercy of the empire, but rather to live at the mercy of God. Last weekend, I caught a glimpse of that invitation. For, for about an hour or so, in the middle of throbbing pain, I was reminded what it's like to settle in to this mercy Standing there in the snow, we decided that given how much I was bleeding, it was probably a good idea to call ski patrol. And so the, the woman in the lift shack did this and then invited us to come in out of the cold. The wind was whipping across the top of the mountain and more snow had just begun to fall. She let us know that Ski Patrol would be there soon and that I was lucky because it was Justin who was coming. And she said that if you want, if you need Ski Patrol, if you've got to have them, Justin was definitely the one you wanted to come. And so soon, Justin joined us there in the shack and began checking me out. Not just my lip, which I'd sliced open, but all of me. He checked me for signs of concussion. He checked my spine. He checked for other warning signs that I can't now remember. He was kind and thorough. My head and my back were all fine, Justin said, but I needed stitches, and I shouldn't try to snowboard back down the mountain. (laughs) The chairlift, as it turns out, was so old that we could not ride it back down the mountain either, so we would go by toboggan. Soon, Justin was outside and opening up a big red vinyl tarp on top of the sled and then laying down blankets for cushioning. I followed him out and laid down, and he went to work wrapping me up in the tarp and then cinching the straps to get me really really good and tight on that toboggan. He told me to yell if I needed him to stop. (laughs) I'm not making this up. And then he clicked into his skis and picked up the heavy metal harness of the toboggan and he began running across the flat ridge. At this point, I was so wrapped up in the tarp that only my, my, the top part of my face was peeking out, and all I could see were the storm clouds overhead until suddenly we crested the ridge and began plummeting down the mountain. I felt scared <laughs> and overwhelmed and in pain. And also, I, I was realizing I was overcome by how beautiful it was. Now that we were on the steep slope, I could see out to all the snowy trees and the ridges circling around where we were. And it was stunning. I tried to breathe. I tried to settle in for the ride. And the mountains were gorgeous, but what caught my attention even more, almost immediately, was that Justin was looking back at me. We were going, in my mind, very swiftly down the mountain. And he would ski for maybe 10 seconds and then look back to check on me. And then ski a little further and then check again and again and again, all the way down the mountain. Strapped into the toboggan, I was entirely at his mercy. And even through my fear and pain, I was realizing that, that this was a very good thing, that this was precisely where I needed to be. We made it down the mountain, we were pulled up to the lodge by a snowmobile and I stumbled into the first aid quarters of ski patrol. They were, they were all kind and funny and warm and real characters. There was a vascular surgeon who happened to be there for the day and he was very glad to suture up my lip for me. It was a total drag of a weekend <laughs> and it It was also somehow perfect. Of course, I don't want any of us to get hurt, but we do. It happens. We do need help. And at those times, it is good to be at the mercy of people like these. This, I believe, is what Jesus is creating and what he is inviting us in to join. We can drop our nets. We can step away from the empire, from the countless ways the world tries to insist that we be drained and spent and contorted, all for someone else's gain. Instead, we can come together and follow Jesus in building this other kingdom, It's a kingdom where we seek out one another as a way of life, where tender care is primary and people are given to each other. This is the good news, friends. Much as we might not want to ever be in need, we are at the mercy of one another and of God. And it is beautiful.